Online Podcast. This is the Bottom Line Podcast presented by Anchor.fm, your home for sports and entertainment talk. I'm Jimmy Fadizzi alongside Neil Villapiano. We hope you're doing well. As always, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to take a listen. We truly, truly appreciate it. You already know what it is. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at BottomLineWMCX and on Twitter at the NVP Show, hashtag Bottom Line. If you like what you're seeing on YouTube, please make sure to drop a like and a comment down below. Helps yeah. out tremendously. And please make sure you subscribe and hit the bell. So you don't miss an episode of subscribing all audio listening platforms. Just include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. Neil, first and foremost, how's everything going with you? Everything is going well. Um, obviously, you and I had the pleasure of jumping on the Slapshot Sweethearts live stream uh, last night during the first period of the Rangers Flyers game, even though yes. I didn't watch it um, for obvious reasons. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, no, um, I'm doing well. Uh, it's a really nice day out today. You know, even though it's about 61 degrees, it's still, to me, it's it's still a really nice day. Um, can't complain. Got a nice cup of decaf coffee right next to me. Um, you know, got a really, got a really, I actually, um, I started reading this book that came, oh, I don't even know, like, when it was written. I think it was written in the, I want to say it was, like, the late 90s. It's, it's a book called Know What You Want and Get It, which is written by Norman Monath. I believe that's how you say his last name. Okay. Um, and basically, it's supposed to be a book that helps you understand what you really want to achieve in life and, and how and the steps you need to take to actually go and do it. So it was recommended to me actually by my dad. And uh, I'm in I think I'm at chapter five at the moment. And so far, it's a really interesting book. It makes you think a lot about, you know, what you really want, because a lot of the time we think we know what we want. But the reality is that we don't actually know 100 percent what we want to get and that's not just from a work standpoint it's from like you know everything and i think that that's really a kind of a cool thing it's made me think about what do i really really want to achieve uh in life and i think that it's a really good book but uh yeah, right but other than that doing i'm doing pretty well how about how about you yeah no i've i've got no complaints as well it's it's beautiful outside on the jersey shore like you said so i'm in a fantastic mood the weekend's here so what, what do you really have to complain about? And by the way, yes, you mentioned the slap shot, sweethearts. It's always a fun time hanging out with those ladies talking hockey. And thank you so much to them again for allowing us to come on their live stream. And if you're not subscribed to their YouTube channel, what the heck are you doing? Please go subscribe to the YouTube channel and also the audio side of their yes. podcast as well. They just hit over 300 subscribers on YouTube. So congratulations to them. And by the way, if you missed the live stream uh, last night, the replay is on their YouTube channel in case you want to go back and watch the um, the replay. But thank you again to the Slapshot Sweethearts. We definitely want them back on the show real, real soon, especially since the playoffs are inching, inching just a bit closer. So we yes. may want to discuss some playoff hockey with them when the time comes. So we'll definitely have to work something out with them. But we are not talking hockey today. We are not talking wanted, about baseball I'm actually going to interrupt you for just a second. And go I ahead, go, no, no, go make- ahead. I wanted to make an announcement. You mentioned it to me yesterday, and I saw it. Uh, apparently, the Concrete Castles, we had the pleasure of welcoming them on to the podcast uh, yeah. about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Also, um, also known, also known if you're not familiar, uh, they are also known as First to 11. So correct. Our very good friends, by the way. And they made an announcement yesterday saying that they're actually going to be coming near us. Uh, they're co- going yes. down to Atlantic City to be a part of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival 
Uh, they'll be a part of session two, which is uh, Saturday, June 5th from 12 to four at Bader Field at Atlantic City, New Jersey. I think Bader Field, um, they used to host uh, minor league baseball there. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, so, I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's somewhere near the Caesars in Atlantic City, right? Um, it's across the little stream river that they have there. When you okay, go okay. into Atlantic okay. City, you, you look on the right as you're making your entrance. There's a baseball field over there. I'm not really yes. sure. Yes. Uh, but I think it is outdoors, um, if yes, I'm not right. mistaken. It, it is so, outdoors. Yeah. So, yeah, they uh, they have they are going to be uh, – rel- they're going to be relatively near us. I mean – about an hour and 45 hour, hour, about an hours hour away. Hours. So, yeah. So I just wanted to quickly uh, say that. You know, it's 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 going to be their first ever live show as Concrete Castles. But in general, it's going to be their first live show since the pandemic hit. So it's going to be really, really exciting for them. And, Neil, you already know, I jumped on that opportunity to get tickets immediately. I, I was I was screaming about you, it yesterday. I was like, tickets? oh my God, I have to. So I did. I got my tickets. So I can't wait. Good I can't you, wait to go. It's gonna be fun. And Neil, I hope that you can join me as well because I'm I'm sure it's gonna be a fun, fun time. But anyway, yeah, congratulations. No, I, um, you know, I try to uh I'm a little different when it comes to like planning these things out. You know, I don't <laughs> like I try to just see how everything goes. Um, you know, we'll see how everything evolves in the world itself. You know, obviously we're still dealing with the pandemic, but luckily um, we are getting more and more people vaccinated, which is a good thing. Um, yes. And yeah, we do still have to deal with the variants, but hopefully if everybody just continues to get vaccinated uh, and follow the guidelines uh, to the best of their abilities, that we can start to, you know, open up things more and more, but we still, you know, it's it's like my brother said. We have a three games to one lead on coronavirus right now, and we just gotta we just gotta close it out in game five. Like we can't <laughs> we can't let it go to a game six. Can't let it go to game seven, and we certainly cannot allow them to come all the way back and beat us in game seven. So yeah, we, we gotta don't, don't don't be like don't be like the Golden State Warriors a few years yeah. back when they lost. I feel like that. Jo- I feel like that joke is so old now. Like it does. It's not even. <laughs> it, it, no, it's like all right. Yeah. No, it is. Games but to one lead, still. but I've seen. I've seen that happen so many times. They're not the only ones to do it. No, but. I mean, it, it, it is old, but with that analogy you brought up, it kind of does make sense. But right. And I, so I, I, I do get thing, your point. So, so the, the, in all seriousness, yeah, like obviously, you know, I would be very interested in going down there. I've had the pleasure of actually going down to Atlantic City twice in the last month, not for any entertainment purposes, but to uh, drive my dad to get his vaccine uh, yes. down there. But I mean, it would be nice to go to a con. I haven't been to a concert in general since God, I would say 2017 when I saw one. Yeah, I saw one. It was one Republic at PNC Park Center. I saw I saw one Republic and Fits in the Tantrums. Yes, um, at PNC, uh, which was a really really awesome uh, special thing for me because I don't I don't usually go to concerts. I go to sporting events because you know I'm sport. Morning, guys. So, but anytime I get to go to a concert, it's definitely a different experience for me. Uh, but it was definitely, you know, if I if I can go, that would be great. If not, it's okay because there will be many more opportunities uh, down the road. No, you're you're a hundred percent right. But listen, I love Atlantic City personally. For me, I love it. And you know, with this opportunity to go see our great friends in Concrete Castles, AK First to Eleven, it really just it really is an exciting time. So congratulations to our great friends in Concrete Castles for their very first live show. And for First to 11 in general, it's their first show since the pandemic hit, like I said. So it's going to be really, really 
a really, really fun time. And what a way to kick off summer, too. It's going to be a heck of a time. But anyway, back to the topic at hand here. Well, actually, to get on the topic at hand here, I should say. The New York Knicks don't look now, but they're red hot. <laughs> I mean, eight wins in a row going for nine tomorrow night. At the time of this recording is April 23rd, 2021. They play tomorrow night, April 24th, against the Toronto Raptors, otherwise known as the Tampa Raptors. But anyway, I digress there. They'll be going for nine wins in a row. Oh, and by the way, the winning streak that they're on right now, eight in a row, is the longest active winning streak in the NBA right now and the longest winning streak that the Knicks have had since 2014. So if that doesn't show you how much fun these Knicks are to watch, at least right now, I don't know what else would show you that. Look, you have to factor in the following things when it comes to the Knicks. And we'll answer the question, uh, do they have a chance to make noise in the playoffs in a little bit? But you have to factor in the following things. Julius Randle, who is probably playing the best basketball of his career right now, is averaging what? At least close to 30 points a game, which is, the, which is amazing for him. He's shooting 41% from three-point range, which, by the way, is better than Kyrie Irving and James Harden. Not to say that Kyrie Irving and J- not to say that he's better than those two players. But well, I mean, Harden's also been out for weeks. Well, yeah, well, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's true. not like, you know, Harden was on a tear averaging close to a triple double since he joined the nets. Right. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's, but I, I get it. It's still yeah, remarkable. No, no, no. I, 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 I totally get where you're coming from, but Hey, listen, you know more basketball than I do. I'm just trying to break it down. Yeah. The best to my ability. I got to school. So. I got to school you. It's like, I'm, it's like I'm <laughs> Stephen A. Smith trying to, trying to talk to Max Kellerman because Max Kellerman doesn't know, but doesn't know enough about basketball. No, that, yeah. I mean, you, you, you're, you're, you're not wrong, but, Look, you got Julius Randle playing well. They have the best defense in the NBA. Correct me if I'm aren't they the number one defense in the NBA right now? I think statistically, I think that they were number one for a while, but I don't know if they're still there. Uh, but okay. they're certainly in the top five. Yes. They're certainly top five defense. And that's not a surprise because Tom Thibodeau, that, oh. that's his foundation. His foundation is to be a tough, aggressive. Uh, type of team. And especially when it comes on the defensive side. And that's yes. what you're seeing. And I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. And I'm happy for Tom Thibodeau because this is the type of situation that he needed to be in. Yep. And there there definitely should be consideration for him for coach of the year, considering the fact that he was given the situation in the first place. And now he's the front runner. Probably. I would imagine he's the, I mean, he has the next, he he has the the fourth seed Mm -hmm. seed in the Eastern conference, which by the way, if the season were to end today, which is not because there's 12 games left, but if the season were to end today, they would host a playoff game. They, they would host, host a the whole series. playoff series. Yeah. So factor yeah, that in, too. Wild. If that happens, if they yep. have home court advantage, they definitely have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. But I'll, I'll fully answer that question. We'll, we'll both fully answer that question yep. in a little bit. Oh, and let me also add this, too. During this winning streak, they're averaging 118 points per game which is third best in the NBA right now. So listen, these New York Knicks, look, Neil and I have ripped them a lot. And by a lot, we mean probably more times than anybody, anybody else, especially Stephen A. Smith, but I digress. Um, But listen, we've ripped on them a lot, especially when it comes to, you know, 
who their owner is, James Dolan, always constantly getting in the way. And granted, he, he still does. He still does. But for the most part this season, he actually has let people do their jobs. And now look how, look how the Knicks are doing. And can I just say this real quick? The New York Knicks fans are probably the most loyal fan base I've ever seen in my life. Because no matter how much they suck, they still they sell out Madison Square Garden. And given the fact that they're actually good this year, can you imagine if the Knicks next season, can you imagine if they're still this good and they yeah. actually allow at least 90% capacity? Maya agrees. But can you imagine if they actually allow full capacity or at least 90% capacity at Madison Square Garden? Yeah, my, yeah my, Maya's still agreeing with me. There you go, Maya. She, she's excited about the Knicks too. But yeah. if the Knicks allow full capacity at MSG next year and they're this good, can yeah. you imagine how loud Madison Square Garden is going to be with those New York Knicks? I mean, come on now. They'd be selling out every single night they're on the court. But I digress there. But now here comes the question. With the position the Knicks are in right now, we obviously know that the fourth seed pretty much is locked up, the, barring any cha drastic changes. Things could change. I'm not saying that it's automatically going to be locked up right now because things can change. But with the position the Knicks are in right now, do they have a legitimate shot at making some noise in the playoffs? I'm going to be Ooh. real with you. Ooh. I think so. Maybe. I think they might given the fact that they might actually have a chance to host a home playoff series if they can keep up this hot streak. Again, they're going for nine wins in a row against Toronto tomorrow night. Yeah. But with the likes of Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, who has actually looked really, really solid this year, and look, the entire supporting cast, while it, ha it has its off days, they're nothing to sneeze at either. But given the fact that the Knicks are in a very unique situation, they're actually relevant for the first time in – 20 plus years do they have a chance to actually make some noise in the playoffs to me it depends on who they face if they would have faced the likes of a oh, let's let's just for all intents and purposes if they would have faced the brooklyn nets i don't think so because the nets to me are far and away still better than the new york knicks given the fact that the nets are still dealing with injury issues i still think the nets are better but that's just me yeah. but bottom line is do the New York Knicks have a chance to make noise in the playoffs? I say yes, but it depends on if they can keep that fourth seed, one, and two, who are they going to face come playoff time? And three, if they have home court advantage, because that is a yeah. big factor, especially when it comes to the NBA playoffs. But bottom line, I do think so. Neil, the floor is yours. You're finished now, right? Yes. Okay. Um, excuse me first of all this a lot of this is going to sound very biased because i will put out there right away i am a nets fan so i mean you've got to take that with a grain of salt yes um so just like when jimmy was talking about the devils earlier this week yeah take it with a grain of salt anyway <laughs> here's the thing are the knicks are the knicks a good team absolutely like they this has been the most interesting year if you're a knicks fan that you've seen probably since 2013 when they made the playoffs right Yes. You know, they, they're, you know, Julius Randle's been well, balling well, out. Well, what about, I don't mean to cut you off, but what about 2012 when they won 54 games? When was the last time they made the playoffs? 
True. True. Go, go ahead. Point. I'm sorry. Go That's ahead. my point. Um, <laughs> no, you're th- right. This you're is right, the first. Right. This is the first time they have something to look forward to, and be heavily invested in since 2013. Even when they had Porzingis, it, it wasn't like that they were fully, you know, they were fully invested and fully like, oh yeah, we're gonna be so good. Blah blah blah. No. Um, looking at the Knicks right now, they're 33 and 27. Um, to uh, I- I'm gonna correct Jimmy on one thing. The fourth seed is not locked up by any right, means necessary. Right. Um, yeah, no, that, 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 Knicks, that's, that's what I meant to say. I meant to say if they could keep that fourth seed locked up, I think they have a chance. If they can. The f- well, ob- obviously things can change, but go ahead. The, f- the Knicks could lose three in a row and they could drop to the seventh seed very quickly. Right, it is not right. like that they're, you know, even with this eight-game winning streak, they're only half a game in front of Atlanta uh, for fourth place. At any moment, they could drop off um and everything right but i'm gonna get my positives out of the way and then i'm gonna bring up the other points that i wanted to make but talk about julius randall first you look at julius randall you know in his career he's averaged about 17.1 points per game this year he's averaging nearly 24 points per game this is by far his best season of his career and you think about you know his time in los angeles um, and that was during that dark period for the Lakers where they really weren't that good. And that was toward the end of, you know, Kobe's time in the NBA and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But Julius Randle really took a lot of the things that Kobe did to heart, you know, that Mamba mentality. And I was hearing a lot of things about how Randall, you know, was constantly, you know, in the gym, working, doing everything he possibly can to put himself in the best possible position to succeed. And the results are showing. And he has become right. a leader. He has become, you know, that main guy for this team. And it's a great thing to see. And do I think that Julius Randle deserves uh, heavy consideration for most improved player? Absolutely. I think that there's a good chance that he could win it, considering the type of damage that he's done. Um, You look at, you know, they they traded and brought back Derrick Rose. And honestly, this time around, it made a lot of sense. You needed a veteran guard. You needed a veteran presence. And look, Derrick Rose is from New York. You know, he wants to play for the Knicks. And this time around is a lot more, relaxing there isn't as many expectations he could just flow with the rest of the guys and he's done a pretty bang up job i gotta be honest with you, he's done a pretty bang up job yeah no um, he has since coming back and look derrick rose is a tom thibodeau guy tom thibodeau he was the head coach of the bulls when derrick rose became the youngest mvp in nba history um he went to the minnesota timberwolves who was his who was his head coach tom thibodeau so now he's with the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau loves Derrick Rose. Tom mm. Thibodeau loves the type of player that Derrick Rose has was and has become in his career. And speaking of Tom Thibodeau, you got to give him a lot of credit. You have to give him a lot of credit because he is a no-nonsense type of guy. And, you know, beginning of the year, I think a lot of Knicks fans were uncomfortable with the fact that, you know, Thibodeau was starting a lot of the veteran players as opposed to letting these young guys roll out. But as the season progressed and young guys were stepping up, he started to do that. And now yep. he's even resting guys and saying like, hey, we got to make sure that we're, you know, fully, fully rest up for the next game. You know, taking a day off from practice, you know, not being he's kind of changed his mentality as a coach. And that's good. He's starting to evolve away from what he used to be. And I think that's an important thing. He's adapting to how the NBA game is now. And he is so far being rewarded for doing that. And speaking of young guys, there was one guy, I'm really shocked you didn't even bring him up, but 
clearly the biggest storyline for the Knicks this year is without a doubt Emmanuel Quickly. Oh, I mean, yeah. Let's, let's not beat around yeah, the, the bus the, here. The, the guy who was initially ranked a D plus, and now all of a sudden he's playing he was, like an like a, like an all. Well, we know we know CBS really dropped the ball with that, and that just oh, goes yeah. to prove <laughs> that like scouting and evaluating talent is a crapshoot. Like you don't. It, there's no guarantee that one guy's going to be good and the other guy's going to be terrible. You have absolutely no idea. When the Knicks drafted Porzingis, if you remember, everybody booed it. Everybody was yep. crying. Hell, because they all, they, they nobody thought that they were going to draft Kristaps Porzingis, but he became a great player. Yes. He became a great player because you couldn't evaluate what he could do on the court until he actually got on the court and started playing. Started playing. Emmanuel quickly, if I'm not mistaken, he went undrafted, did he not? I'm pretty sure he went undrafted. Or if not, he got drafted late in the first round. I don't – late in the second round, excuse me. I really don't remember. No, but he, 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 went quickly, on, he went undrafted. You're right. He went undrafted. Emmanuel quickly is averaging nearly 12 points a game, which is solid. And here's the thing. The Knicks started to put him in the starting lineup. He was coming off the bench to start, and he was he was such a great spark plug. And I remember Knicks fans saying, why the hell is he not coming up – is he not starting? Well, it made sense in a way because, A, he's a rookie, and, B – you know, he seemed to be that that really good energy guy that you get in the second group that comes off the bench. And maybe Tom Thibodeau didn't want to screw, screw with that. But now he's got in the starting lineup and he's continued to play very, very well. Do I think that he has the chance to make a run at rookie of the year? I do. I don't think he's going to win it. I think he'll finish in the top three, certainly the top five, considering what he's done. And considering, you know, look, you know, uh, Anthony Edwards, I think is going to end up winning it because of the fact that oh, yeah. the mellow ball is out. LaMelo Ball, I mean, if he can get healthy and kind of ball out the last eight, nine games of the year, you know, maybe. Um, and look, the Hornets are in a position where they can make the playoffs, you know, as like the, what, the ninth or tenth seed to make that yep. uh, play-in round. Um, you know, and that's going to be, boy, is that going to be uh, interesting to deal with uh, when we get <laughs> to that point. But Emmanuel quickly has been really, really good. And he has been the biggest, other than Julius Randle, he has been the biggest um, thing to watch when it comes to the Knicks, yep. without a doubt. 100%. And the last point that I wanted to make, and I wanted to give credit to, is this. We know James Dolan is a crappy owner. Like, we know this, yes. right? Is he a crappy owner with the Rangers? No, because we talked about it. And Jimmy can vouch for this because he's a Rangers fan. James Dolan just doesn't get involved with the Rangers. He yep. just he hires people and lets them go. And that's just what he's done. That's what he's done, his entire ownership of the New York Rangers. He's just done that. And look at the Rangers now. They're a young, up-and-coming team, a lot of talent on the offensive side, need to get a little bit more talent on the defensive side, and their goaltending is arguably one of the youngest goaltending tandems in the NHL. Yep. Um, you know, so they, you know, they're a team that's on the rise and is going to continue to get better. The Knicks, for mo much of James Dolan's existence as being the owner of the Knicks, have been kind of up and down, more down than up. You know, and he's made some really crazy moves. There's been some crazy stuff that's happened, you know, with Charles Oakley, with um, Spike Lee. I mean, Patrick Ewing as well. I mean, this is fans craziness. themselves. With fans you know, themselves. With fans getting themselves. Getting thrown out for telling Nuts. them to sell the team. Nuts. Because I think at the end of the day, I've said this before, the biggest reason why I think James Stone is constantly involved with the Knicks is because he understands that if the Knicks do end up winning a championship as with him as owner, the, right. the amount of clout that he could get for being the owner of the Knicks winning a championship would be phenomenal because he knows right. that. So he's trying very hard to be involved, but I just, he just doesn't know what he's doing because he's a business guy. He's not a sports guy. He's not a fan. 
He's a business guy. Right. And the interest of the owners is always is usually not the same as the interest of the fans. Do yep. I think that James Dolan wants to win? I think I think he does. But I think that for a long time, he's just hired the wrong people in the jobs. Thank but you. Thank you. Here's the thing that you got to give him credit for. La- in the middle of last season, right? In the middle of last season, they fired their um, their president and their executive vice president. And it was all about, okay, well, who's going to bring him? Well, they hired Leon Rose. I mean, that just, like, Leon Rose, like, that just gave this the super agent. And then World Wide West. Yep. They brought in William Wesley. Yes. And all of a sudden, and they kept Scott Perry, which, I mean, I'm still on the fence about Scott Perry. I'm still on the yeah. fence. Um, I think that they could get someone better. But I think if they let Scott Perry go, I think either Rose or World Wide West is going to end up taking over. But, again, um, I would imagine that Scott Perry has to go to those two guys before he makes any sort of move. I imagine right. it's a group effort. But now you have competent competent people working in your basketball operations your vice president your president your vice president i mean you have people in here that know what they're doing yep and that's the thing and you allow them to hire a coach who knows what he's doing i was never against the knicks hiring tom thibodeau because honestly he was the best coach available at the time do i think that the knicks would be the same with jason kidd I don't know, but I think the thing is, is that with Tom Thibodeau, he has gotten the most out of this team. They work hard every day. I think that they do a phenomenal job of playing defense. I mean, it's incredible. And we know that defense can win championships. I'm not yes. saying the Knicks are going to win championship. No, win no, a championship no. This they're, year. they're not winning a championship. This but year. if they get in the playoffs, which I think at this point, they're probably going to, I, they would have to, they would have to really fall like the last 10 games to like miss the playoffs. Right. Um, you know, but that's all, you know, all this stuff has been phenomenal. Now, let me remind everybody of this. This is the Knicks we're talking about. What can go wrong will go wrong. I personally believe at some point, something is going to happen. And hopefully it's not an injury. Hopefully it's nothing like that. But I do believe that a collapse is going to happen. Do I think it's a collapse that's going to screw the Knicks over for the next several years? No. Do I think it'll screw them over this year? Absolutely. I don't think it'll be necessarily that they'll they'll go on like an eight or nine game losing streak and miss the playoffs. Right. But I do think that at some point things are going to slow down. So things are going to slow down. And here's the thing. It's like I said, it's the Knicks. This happens all the time. And you have to be up. You have to be cautiously optimistic if you're a Knicks fan. Yes. Okay? You have to be Especially cautious, you have to be this like, year. And the thing you have to worry about is this, with the Knicks being this way, does James Dolan all of a sudden decide, oh, well, we're so good now that we need to get a superstar and then tries to go out and get somebody that maybe isn't a superstar. Mm. I don't know who's available. I really don't know. Like, do they think DeMar DeRozan is going to be the missing piece for this Knicks team? Like, no. if that's what they think and they give them all, if they give them a crap little money this offseason, it's back to square one. It's <laughs> yep. back to square one. I think the Knicks... I would like to see the Knicks try to do what the Nets did a couple of years ago as they built their team. Let these guys grow together. You know, add some veteran pieces here and there, you know, some veteran voices who know, you know, and do that. Do you, like, I know at the end of the day, look, there's a lot of people that love playing at Madison Square Garden that love playing in New York, but they never want to play for the team that is the hometown team for Madison Square Garden. Right. You have to make that no longer a thing. You have to change that culture. And I think if you allow these, these guys in the front office, 
coaching staff, player-wise, you just let them do what they need to do and let it grow, you'll be fine. But here's the thing. I'm going to call out Knicks fans. Okay. Shut up. Stop beating your chest. Stop saying the Knicks are the kings of New York. Stop saying that the Knicks are back. Oh, Knicks tape this. We're better than the Lakers. Stop. Because the minute you start doing that crap is the minute that things are going to go wrong. Because every time you've done that, things have gone wrong. And this is the thing that annoys me about Knicks fans, okay? Not all of them, but most of them. Most of them. They think that they are entitled to something, okay? Oh, we've been suffering since 1973. Oh, poor baby. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Bro, I'm a Nets fan. We haven't even won a championship. Mm. We've been to two finals. We got the crap kicked out of us by the Lakers. And if it wasn't for Byron Scott being a completely incompetent coach and not playing Dikembe Mutombo on Tim Duncan, we might add a, we might have actually won a championship. Oh, that that I and agree so with. So everybody wants to crap on the Nets now because we have Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Blake Griffin. We have the Marcus Aldridge. We have a really good team. The problem is, is that it, this constant crap with you know you associate the Nets with New Jersey. That makes sense. The Nets have been in Jersey most of their existence. I know that. I know that. Right. Okay. And nobody wants to see a team that was originally from Jersey do well. This is the problem between with dealing with Rangers fans as a Devils fan. People do not like Jersey. They called New Jersey the armpit of America. We've heard the jokes all the time. I've had New York people tell me, oh, you live in Jersey? Oh, you must live in Newark. Are you stupid or are you dumb? Uh, Or are you ignorant? I mean, that's just, this is the thing. And this is where it all comes from. Knicks fans are also most likely Rangers fans and most likely Mets fans and Yankee fans. I mean, it's right. a combination of both. Yes. It's a combination of both with baseball. Right. But they, the problem is, is that Knicks fans feel like that they all of a sudden deserve the world. You know what? There are a lot of teams in the NBA that have never even been to a finals, right? Mm-hmm. And because you play in the biggest media market in the world, you think that all of a sudden you deserve everything. And because you're now a good competitive, competent team, that again, you think you deserve something. So if, and the last thing you want to see, by the way, is a team from Brooklyn end up being the next New York team to win a championship. That's the last thing you want to say. And do I think that, like, do I care about, you know, the Nets being the Kings of New York? No, I do not care. Because look, I have to be cautiously optimistic because as a Nets fan, usually anytime something good happens, it eventually goes down the drain. Right. And I'm experiencing that right now. Do I personally believe that the Nets are the title favorites? No. Do I think that they're going to win a championship? Honestly, no, I don't. I don't. I will believe it. I will see it when I believe it. Mm. I will see it when I believe it. Because this is the thing. In my lifetime as a Nets fan, we have never gotten this opportunity with this much talent, with having three of arguably the top five best players in the NBA on one team. You're right. But they played just seven games together. And everybody's saying, oh, it's fine. It's fine. They'll be ready for the playoffs. Do we really know that for a fact? Mm, Do we know that? We don't know know that. Kyrie at any moment could just decide he don't want to play. KD continues to get hurt. And I really hope that for at least a good period of time, he, he can stay healthy. And James Harden had, unfortunately, had to take a step back in his development from getting hurt because he got hurt again yep. in practice. So for me, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Fans like myself, 
who are Nets fans. Fans who are of teams that have never won a championship, they are way more entitled when they get good. They are way more entitled than the Knicks. Yep. The problem is that Knicks fans constantly try to talk about how much they've suffered. You actually won multiple championships. You actually know what that's like. I understand that there are Knicks fans that don't know and have never seen them win a championship, let alone play in the finals, let alone get past the second round. I get that. But don't go around talking about, oh, we've been suffering for years and years, you know, and everything like that. No, bullshit. Stop. You're like that. You're, you're, you're such like an annoying, like, you know, kid that thinks like, oh, he just deserves everything because he thinks he's special. You're not that special. So I'm calling out Knicks fans because this is annoying the hell out of me. And yeah, you could take this with a grain of salt because I am a Nets fan. And it's like, oh, well, what do you have to like, you know, you're the Nets. See, this is the thing. All of a sudden, the Nets are the villain of the NBA. The, 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 oh, Nets, the, the Nets have never won a championship. That's the point. But because they're from originally from New Jersey, nobody wants to see the Nets do well. Because for the most, most of the Nets' existence in the NBA, the Nets have been a laughing stock. I'm just going to call it like it is. They have been. They have been. Okay. If it wasn't for Jason Kidd coming to the Nets in the early 2000s, mm. we, we'd still, we, I don't know where we would be. I don't know where we would be. That's but fair. here's That's the fair. thing. Here's the thing. Knicks fans, chill out make the playoffs, make some noise, and continue to develop before you start beating your chest and saying that you are the next up-and-coming franchise in the NBA. And remember, you still have James Dolan. Because at any moment, James Dolan can completely screw all this up. And you know that. You know deep down. You don't want to admit yes. it. You know deep down that that's going to happen. Oh, so yeah. please, Knicks fans, chill the hell out. Focus on the now. Focus on that you actually have a winning, competent team and stop going around beating your chest, telling the world how great you are and how much you're entitled to when, honestly, you really don't deserve a whole lot considering the BS that your fan base has constantly tried to say and the incompetence of your owner. So am I happy that the Knicks are successful? To an extent, I am. Would I think, do I want to play the Knicks in the playoffs? I think that would be fun. A New mm. York, a battle of New York in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that would be great. I would really look forward to that. But chill out, Knicks fans. Chill out. You haven't cured cancer. You haven't done anything. You haven't cured coronavirus. You haven't won a championship in a long time. And I don't want to hear that you've Since suffered. 1973. Oh, whoopee doing my Subaru, okay? How many years has it been since the Yankees last won a championship? And Yankee fans think that they deserve the world. You know what? They're a team. The Astros hadn't won a championship until 2017, okay? And whether you want to say they cheated or not is mute at this point. They won a championship. Oh, and here, here, here's they the won. other thing. Here's the other thing. How many years has it been since the Rangers won the Stanley Cup? 27 years! And the Rangers fans act the same way because guess what? Exactly. Most of them are Knicks fans. Exactly. It's this whole entitlement BS. You're not entitled to anything. Exactly. Because number one, when you start thinking that ever all the time you feel like you deserve something, it's ridiculous. It's actually ridiculous. Yep. It's actually, I'm a devil's fan. I do not sit around and think that I'm entitled to something because the devils haven't won a cup since 2003. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not like that. Do I want to see the devils win a cup in my lifetime? Absolutely. Okay. 
absolutely. But we're not entitled to anything. We are fans, okay? We are fans. So chill the hell out. Because here's the thing. If you keep up this crap, eventually the basketball gods are going to get mad. Yep. Do I think that the basketball gods have been punishing the Nets? To an extent, yes. And, you know, I'm accepting that because I've been cautiously optimistic this entire time. I have not gone around beating my chest saying, oh, we have the three, we have three of the best players in the NBA on one team. We're, we're going to, we're going to, you know, Nets in four. No, no. I won't believe that the Nets will win a championship until it's like the last game of the finals, if we even get there. Mm. And we are 10 seconds away and we're up by 30 or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, we're actually about to win a championship. No, I do. I don't think that way. I don't beat my chest and I don't act like I'm entitled to something. Okay. Because, this is, because you're a fan that actually uses logic. Because, yeah, and I'm not insane. I'm not a psycho. Thank, thank you. Thank you know you. what the Michael Case show called yesterday? Nick's Sufferance Day. They had to deal with that. <laughs> I heard They had that. to deal with, like, half of their calls yesterday were just Knicks fans talking about how great the team is. And saying, oh, we're back. The Knicks are back. Okay, look, I love my friend Steve, man. I love him to death. He's my best friend. You know, and I agree with a lot of things he says. Sh- shout, he out, starts, shout out to Steve Durso, by the when way. When he starts saying that the Knicks are back, I told him, be careful what you say. Yep. Be careful what you say. Because if you start going around telling people that the Knicks are back, Knicks tape, all this happy horse manure, eventually it's going to come kicking you right in the groin. Yep. So chill the hell out. Calm down. And just focus on finishing the year on a high note and making the playoffs and making some noise and build on that. Because you know, any moment, it could come crashing down and James Dolan will stick his nose in a place once again that he does not belong. Yep. So that's that. Yep. Not to mention. Good for the Knicks. I'm glad they're doing some things. They're doing good things now. I'm glad they're competent, but chill out. Yep. This is not the to- first step. Yep. You haven't, you know, relax. Just focus on building a team. Go from there. Build it for consistency, not for one year. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, not to mention, like I said before, it's their first relevant season in 25 years, which is great. I'm happy for Knicks. Let's, listen, Neil, you know me. I am not a big basketball fan. I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm not a Nets fan. I'm just a casual basketball fan. I'm still trying to learn a lot more as the season goes on. So I'm still learning. But the bottom line is Neil's right. Neil's right. And Knicks fans, look, should you be happy that your team's doing good? Absolutely. I'm not denying that. But to act like to act like you're like the next big thing and that you're still the Kings of New York, st- stop that. Stop that. Y'all still haven't won anything since 1973. All right? What's it been like almost 50 years since you won a championship? So let's calm down a little bit. All right? Look, am I happy for Knicks fans to a lesser extent? Yes, I am. Do I think they have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs? Again, it depends on A, who they face, B, if they can keep the fourth seed locked up and actually have a home playoff series, and C, if they can keep up this pace. So it depends on all those factors, right? Do I think there's a chance? Absolutely. Do I think it will happen? No. In reality, I don't think so. Sorry, but the Knicks are still light years away from going to any type of championship game, okay? 
And look, you still need veterans. Look, not to say, not to knock Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is a veteran. And he actually has been really, really solid since coming back. But you still need a couple more veterans on this team, right? Mm-hmm. To actually show the young guys, hey, this is how you're supposed to play. You do this thing the right way. You do that thing the right way. You need those type of players. And until James Dolan actually has some common sense and goes out there and actually gets some competent veterans on this team, the Knicks still ain't winning no damn championship. It'll be at least another 50 years since then. Obviously, I'm joking. I don't know how long it'll be, but still, you get my point. So the bottom line is, New York Knicks fans, to to an extent, good for you. Your team is actually good this year. But can we chill out? Can we chill out? Neil's right. Calm down, because, look, anything can happen. It's still the New York Knicks. And I still call them those damn New York Knicks because they still can be those damn New York Knicks for a reason, for a reason, excuse me. It's still, it's been 25 years, 25 years since you've been relevant. The last time you made the NBA finals was 1999. That was the last time you were actually relevant. All right. So I wouldn't say last time they were relevant. I mean, they, they, like we just said, they made the playoffs in 2012 and 2013. Well, I'm saying the last time they played for any type of championship was in the late 90s when Jeff Van Gundy was their head coach. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's my point. Yep. But listen, bottom line. They had Latrell Springwell back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> that's how long ago it was. Exactly. But look, the bottom line is, Nick fans, pump the brakes. All right? It's good that your team is relevant again, but how do we know – how do we know that's going to translate over to next year and the year after that? We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. We don't know how long these guys have with the team. We don't know if any of these guys are going to stick around. We don't. We don't know. Most likely Julius Randle may stick around, but still, we don't know if any of these guys are going to stick around. That's we don't know if James him. Dolan is still going to be his incompetent self and stick his nose where it, where it shouldn't belong. Okay? So pump the brakes. Gotta be careful. Yep, exactly. Be gotta careful. be careful. Be cautiously optimistic, as Neil said. He's right. Yep. And on that note, that'll wrap it up for this energetically fun-filled episode of the Bottom Line Podcast. Let us know what you think about the Knicks. And if you are a Knicks Please. fan out there, tell us why you think or may not think they have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs this year. Let us know what you think on Twitter and Instagram at Bottom Line WMCX and on Twitter at the NVP Show. Use the hashtag Bottom Line. And as always, if you like what you're seeing on YouTube, Please drop a like and a comment down below. It helps out tremendously. And please subscribe and hit the bell so you don't miss an episode. And subscribe on all audio listening platforms. Just include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. So, listen, again, Knicks fans, take a deep breath. Come back to earth for a while. You haven't cured cancer, all right? Relax. Because there's, there's still the Knicks. There's yeah. still the Knicks. The Knicks are going to, as, as, as the great Steve Durso once said, the Knicks will always nick it up. Nick's going to Nick. Which is a fact. And shout out to our friend Steve Grosso, by the way. Next week, though, is going to be all football, baby, because the draft, the NFL draft, is next Thursday, the 29th of April. It runs through May 1st, and we will give a full first-round preview. Who's going to go where? It's going to be really, really exciting, and we may have some thoughts on our New York Giants and how they'll do in the draft, but stay tuned for that. That'll all be coming up next week so nfl draft talk will be next week so stay tuned it's going to be a fun fun week for newville piano i'm jimmy finizzi this is the bottom line podcast and we will see you 
in the next episode. Peace out. And Knicks fans, pump the brakes. Take care of yourselves.